Thank you for listening to this lunchtime talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. In this live recording, the Art Gallery's Assistant Curator of Prints, Drawings and Photographs, Alice Clanahan, discusses Tracy Moffat's photographic series, Body Remembers. Hello, my name is Alice Clanahan and I'm the Assistant Curator of Prints, Drawings and Photographs. And um, today I'm here to talk to you about Tracy Moffat's work, a series of 10 photographs, Body Remembers, and I'll also speak a little bit about her video work that she's done at the back, um, which is titled Vision. So uh, these works were um, displayed last year at the Venice Biennale in the Australian Pavilion, uh, the 57th Venice Biennale. And the reason that I'm um, speaking on them today is because for six weeks in October, November last year, I worked at the Pavilion in Venice. So every day I looked at these works um, as I cleaned the floor and cleaned the glass and turned on the videos and welcomed you know, thousands, often 5,000 uh, international visitors every day uh, to Tracy Moffat's exhibition, My Horizon. So the, the show in Venice, My Horizon, comprised this photographic series and another photo series uh, of Tracy's called Passage, and then also, uh, the video work Vigil, um, which we have here, and another video work uh, called um, White Ghosts. So there was four, four works, four suites of works uh, in Tracy Moffat's show in Venice last year. In thinking about uh, this series of work, Body Remembers, for me, the first thing I noticed is that Tracy is in her photos. The artist is definitely present. And I guess for those of you who are familiar with Tracy's work, you'll recognize her because she has uh, this presence in so many of her uh, photographic and uh, video works. Uh, I guess maybe to an international audience, it wasn't quite so obvious, but a lot of people would ask, you know, who is this woman in the photographs? And I would say, well, this is the artist herself, Tracy Moffat, and you can see even when in some of the photographs, this one over here, and um, this one here, that even when the artist herself isn't present, her shadow is present. So she's basically, in every single one of these works, uh, physically present uh, in the series. I was thinking about the other works um, where Tracy um, is the protagonist, where she plays uh, the main character in her works. And for me, um, one, of the, um, one of the works that came to mind was her video series, Art Calls. Um, are, you, are you guys familiar with that video work? It was on ABC iView, not maybe a couple of years ago, and that's where I originally saw it. And I think that it's a really, um, it's quite, um, for me, it kind of stuck in my mind because Tracy Moffat plays this, um, this kind of clairvoyant, psychic, fairy godmother in that work with the same idea of kind of romance and mysticism, which I think come through in this series as well. For those of you who came to um, a talk that I gave earlier in the year, up, upstairs in the atrium, on uh, Tracy Moffat, you'll remember that Tracy also played the protagonist in her very famous series, 1989 series, Something More now a very iconic photographic series and we had two of those works on display 
upstairs in the occupied territory display. Um, and I think that if we think about that, um, you know, 1989, it was her kind of, her major um, series at that time. It's still very iconic. Um, and think about the way in which um, Tracy um, used that series with herself as the protagonist to form this kind of non-linear narrative where she's, uh, she's worked in film in the 80s and she's using film techniques, uh, kind of like B-grade, you know, narrative film techniques such as um, close-ups and dream sequences um, to form what I think is sometimes a quite an uncomfortable type of series, that series something more, where there is um, the sense of kind of humour and pain colliding with glamour and trickery. And I think those ideas of, of humour and pain and glamour and trickery or slippage are very, um, are very present ideas that have really um, stayed consistent in Tracy's practice over the last three decades. Uh, another work where um, Tracy again plays the protagonist is Laudanum, um, the series uh, from 1998, which was a, a it's a photo-reviewer um, series of photographic work set in Elizabeth Bay House. And um, in that series, there is again this strange narrative where, um, where there's a kind of a sadomasochistic relationship between a mistress and her maid. And um, so this idea of the maid and the mistress, um, you know, Tracy's looking at kind of the tropes of the colonizer and the colonized subject. So if we think about that work in relation to this work, I think is very present as well, that idea of kind of domestic uh, service and maids and that relationship. Um, and I think that even though this series, Body Remembers, has, in it, has a very distinct look and feel, just like um, you know, the previous works that I've mentioned have their own distinct look and feel um, from the photographic techniques that, that Moffat uses, we can kind of see that that, um, that narrative or that nonlinear narrative and that relationship between um, the voyeur and the protagonist in this case uh, Moffat is very clearly in the 1950s made outfit uh, is really carrying through. For me, I think that uh, after having spent kind of six weeks looking at these works, I really felt that um, I kind of came to understand Tracy as both an Aboriginal woman and a conceptual artist together in these works. And I think that her practice really has um, is rooted in this kind of idea of the the colonial experience, and I think that that's something that really is not overt in these works, but is kind of played out when you start to examine the costume and the setting. Um, when I, when we think about Moffat, and I mentioned before this idea that um, Gail Newton coined, which is Tracy Moffat. Um, works are about her kind of personal memory theatre. And I think that that, that phrase is very uh, key when thinking about interpreting her works. I mean, I think for all of us, we can think about our own personal memory theatres in some way, the way that we kind of carry out our you know, domestic duties or the way in which we interact with our friends and family and whether we 
you know, we put on another narrative or a personality or we play one kind of person or another person in the different aspects of our life. And I think that that's a really a key way to understand Tracy's work, this idea of a personal, personal memory theatre. And for Tracy, it's this pseudo-reality that collides with kind of pop culture references, a critique of the Australian colonial narrative, um, a subversion of stereotypes and, uh, and the tropes of migrants, uh, colonizers, and Aboriginal people. And I think that that combined with other ideas that um, have come into Tracy's recent work, like contemporary kind of migration issues and refugees, they create this kind of surprisingly resonant tableau, which speaks to a very universal, a universality of human experience. Important to think about these works in a very international environment. I mean, at the Venice Biennale, it's kind of the one opportunity every two years that Australian art is shown to the world. It's the most important kind of forum for Australian art and artists to be recognised internationally. And I think that um, when I was kind of meeting and greeting a lot of the visitors that came through the pavilion, they came every you know every two years. They knew all the artists for the last 20 years that he had visited. And their recognition of Tracy Moffat was um, very clear because of her time working um, in the States. She spent 15 years in New York. And so she had this um, already this kind of following um, that was uh, quite evident from the people who, who were coming into uh, the pavilion every day. Um, I think before I'll unpack this series, it just worth kind of keeping in mind um, a couple of uh, a couple of points on Tracy Moffat's background and her, her training and her um, her works, her film work from the 1980s and 90s. Um, it's important to remember that um, thinking of this idea as Tracy Moffat as a protagonist, as a child and teenager, she loved dressing up. She played dress ups, she um, was really a born performer, and this kind of idea of her active imagination is something that she's never let go of. So her imagination and the way that she um, creates her art from pulling back into the kind of the depths of what she calls the Moffat memory bank, and images and experiences from her entire life are very important. Uh, she's worked in film and photography, as I said, um, since the 1980s and um, made, at that time, made highly acclaimed short films. Um, and in 1990, 1993, she made two films that were in the official selection for Khan. Night Pies um, explored the relationship of an Aboriginal woman, played by the Aboriginal academic Marsha Langton, uh, with her adopted white mother. And there was also, the other film was The Devil, in which Tracy Moffat again plays the protagonist. So this idea of, um, uh, it's you know, strongly coming through of these uh, narratives with the kind of uh, colonizer, the colonized subject, and also thinking about the fact that Tracy, an Aboriginal woman, was adopted um, out of her family at age three. She lived with a white family. And, um, you know, she, I think, as the eldest child in that family, had a lot of chores to perform. So this idea of kind of working domestically really fits 
um, with the sepia toning of them. And Moffat talks about how she was trying to create a visual mood with this colour. She says, I wanted the images to vibrate as if they are out of the earth and the sun. And it took her over a year of experimenting in the lab with printing, um, you know, to come up with this specific palette. And she says she only really stopped testing the image uh, when it presented itself as finally original. So that was when she knew it would, you know, that process would stop. Um, and she felt like the work was finished when she'd never seen that image before. Obviously, these are digital photographs and she had, um, you know, was very familiar with the works until she found the final work. But that idea that she, you know, saw it afresh or, you know, that she'd never seen that image before the final image occurred, I think is very interesting for somebody who's kind of set up their photographs in such a highly kind of cinematic way. She also says of the series, she wanted to create an oversized, overripe, sepia-toned memory bank. I hope the photos, she says, fall somewhere between surrealism and the tradition of a Chirico painting with its shadows in the afternoon and the black and white illustrations of Napoleon in Egypt in the 18th century. I don't know if you agree, but that was, you know, that's her hope. Um, so I think that it's important to realise that even though Tracy is playing the protagonist here, they're not, they're not a self-portrait. They come from this Moffat memory bank, this idea um, that in the back of Tracy's mind, she's working with, um, with her own personal history as well as contemporary ideas to create these works. And the, Moffat very purposely does not reveal the location of these works. She wants it to be universal. She wants a visitor to look at these works and think, oh, maybe that's North Africa or South America or you know, Western Australia. But there's no specific kind of, unlike um, setting um, her works like Ordinum at Elizabeth Bay House, she's much more universal in this narrative. And I think that really worked for an international audience because people can um, kind of look at this imagery and this desolate landscape and they would have their own ideas about where that might be. And I think that's very intentional that Moffat uh, wants the visitor to kind of dip in it and engage with this um, as reference from their own kind of personal memory bank or ideas about um, about what these images evoke. I think for me what's also important is there is this very strong idea of romance. And I think the kind of sensuality of these works is very clear as well. And that's again playing into this idea of slippage in that we're not sure whether she's grieving for maybe a family member or a long lost love. Tracy says of the work, my body remembers images are suspended in nowhere space and time. We don't know if this maid protects her life into the future or if she's returning to a house she worked at and that has become a ruin. Is it that my maid character returns to relive a strong memory, perhaps of someone she knew? The maid is played by myself 
and she appears to be revisiting somewhere where she once, once served with memories flooding her. And I think the shadows, as I mentioned before, are very important. Moffat says that shadows are strangely telling of a person's inner world. And they're close to this kind of supernatural and dreamlike um, place where her works and her ideas come from. The series is also steeped in other literary references, as well as Kabaki, and Moffat references the American poet Elizabeth Bishop in this work, where she, um, the last uh, paragraph of a poem Bishop wrote um, is, Into the world inverted, where left is always right, where the shadows are really the body, where we stay awake all night, where the heavens are shallow as the sea, is now deep, and you love me. Moffat mm. spent 18 months creating her suite of works for Venice, the Body Remember series, and, um, and the video work visual that we have here, as well as the other two works I mentioned. And, um, while she was working on her Venice show, she had a studio cottage at Sydney Heads, looking out um, uh, at Sydney Harbour, and she was really thinking about the fact that that was the site where, in 1788, when the first fleet sailed in. Um, her, these ideas are probably more obviously brought to bear in the other video work from My Horizon that we don't have, White Ghosts. Um, but I think that these works, in particular in Venice, came from this, obviously the things that I've mentioned, but also really spoke to the universality of the audience. Um, the other photo series, Passage, uh, has very strong references to film noir and Italian film, and when, when I think about how well-received um, Moffat's works were in Venice, I, Look, I can also think about the fact that throughout the Biennale last year, there was a lot of work that was very highly conceptual, very long video works, and there was very little 2D works. And when people came into the Australian Pavilion and saw these beautiful large-scale photographs hung up high, they kind of spoke to a very, maybe a tired art eye that, um, you know, could rest with the beauty of these works, um, as well as take into account kind of the other narratives that they um, that they show. And I think that that is also really important. Um, that you know, Tracy's work kind of gave this kind of you know, make perhaps a you know respite from the other types of works that were in the GIDN at the time. So I'm just going to briefly talk about. Um, the video work visual at the back. And if you haven't um, haven't seen the work, it does have quite a strong soundtrack, which is not on right at the moment, but please do um, spend some time with it. It's actually only a two-minute loop, that work, so won't take you very long. Um, visual is quite similar to um, Tracy Moffat's uh, techniques and some of the works that she made with um, the, uh, the film editor, Gary Hilberg. Um, the, those works from the mid and too late 2000s. And there are a suite, I think eight or nine of those works on display at the moment at the Sam Safe Museum and the upstairs galleries. So please do uh, check them out.
Um, Vigil really came about, Tracy talks about the news uh, footage of the 2010 tragedy where an asylum seeker boat crashed off the coast of Christmas Island and how that, um, how that footage and those images she couldn't really get out of her head and this work she's obviously had been thinking about for a long time and kind of brought to bear still images of um, refugees on that boat um, as, and those um, images are really spliced with uh, clips from film history which show uh, famous uh, personalities such as Elizabeth Taylor, Donald Sutherland, Julie Christie, Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant in really voyeuristic poses. So they're looking out windows as this tragedy unfolds. And the, um, the montage effect creates actually a very obvious and clear narrative and when you hear the soundtrack you hear the sense of kind of pace and foreboding. And I think what is so powerful about this work, Vigil, is the kind of comic time. At first, if you are not familiar with the Christmas Island uh, refugee boat images, you, you know, it seems quite funny. And actually, when people first look at that work, you know there's a sense of humour. And then that quickly kind of becomes quite uncomfortable when you realise what, you know, what is going on in the work. I think that by this work, kind of, you know, Moffat is asking us, have we become voyeurs? Like, is this really what is happening now in society with, with news media, uh, with social media, and this idea of um, kind of the voyeuristic nature of tragedy? Um, and the other interesting thing about the reception of this work in Venice was that I think, you know, the, especially the Italian and European visitors could really resonate with it. They may not know that um, exact uh, tragedy, but this idea of kind of um, refugee boats and borders was a really kind of clear, mo uh, really clear trope. And a lot of people, especially kind of American and North American visitors, would comment to me and say how incredible it was that the Australian government you know, would commit this type of work in Venice with their, their obvious kind of border politics. And I, you know, that to me, that shocked me. And I thought, oh gosh, well, you know, what, what kind of world can we not kind of criticise and comment? But there were a lot of people who said, you know, this kind of work would not be able to be representative of other countries. And I thought that was, you know, I was really shocked by that. And I thought that was kind of particularly resonant that people responded and they would note that that, um, that kind of clear contradiction um, in the Australian pavilion. Um, so I might leave it there. I'll just um, finish with a quote from Tracy. But um, yeah, for me, I think what makes her work so powerful, both the body remembers and vigil, is that, it, that it, there is this kind of inevitable contradiction. It does seem as though her works give us a sense of comfort and ease and or humour in one sense and there's also quite a kind of a strong um, darker narrative underneath. So it's this dichotomy between pain and humour, pain and glamour, racism and sadomasochism and romance and post-colonial grief that, I, that kind of all rolled into one make these works um, accessible, universal and yet very poignant.
Moffat's of her work, I have never been interested in capturing reality with a camera. But I'm, I'm more interested in creating my own version of reality. I can use fiction to comment on my own personal history or serious issues of social history or reflect on what is going on in the current political climate. And I think that's very clear and very successful here. Thank you.